Welcome to Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth Pearson, and today's episode is so good. It's with Rachel White, who is a shaman. She is an expert in everything fun and witchy and spiritual. She just came out with a deck of her own tarot cards. We talk about flower essence. We talk about how, you know, really you can use this whole new board of spiritual advisors to help level up in your career. So she's this wonderful blend of everything spiritual and mediumship and Akashic records and all that fun stuff, but she brings this wonderful level of professionalism to it. So today's episode was super fun. Listen in and get all sorts of fun tips. Welcome, Rachel. So happy to be speaking with you today. You guys, we were chatting before we started recording, and it feels like a buffet of spiritual delicacies. I'm so excited to start this conversation. And first off, I would love for you to tell us exactly what a shaman is, what it isn't. And I know that you you know, identify yourself as a shaman. And just tell us a little bit more about what that means, because I think that people probably have some preconceived notions of what that looks like and what it actually is. Yeah, they do. It's funny, even though I am Native American, someone at a workshop in Chicago actually said, like, well, where's your headdress? I was like, well, we don't all go in costume, like out of central (laughs) casting. It was one of those moments. Um, So shaman, the reason I picked that word to kind of just define what I do and, and how I operate is the word itself means wounded healer. So you'll find that shamans have either what are called shamanic illnesses, or they've been through a lot mm. of mishigas in their life. And we transmute those experiences into what, what's referred to as shamanic okay. medicine. So there are many different kinds of shamans. They operate in a bunch of different ways. My primary focal point is um, I, I conduct divination sessions, meaning we look into what's going on with tarot cards, channeling, mediumship, et cetera. All those things are forms of divination to get spiritual data into the hands of my clients. Um, so outside of that, I do energy work and I, I do some other things and I make flower essences. But, you know, it's funny, I was called to do all those things through yeah. the tools of divination. So there's sort of like that diagnostic, like, hey, you know, like a spiritual x-ray this is coming up, do this. And um, I I am not really, most shamans are not real group Mm. people either. So I've got a lot of friends who do a lot of other modalities. They're much more group oriented. For instance, breath work, Qigong, Mm -hmm. Reiki, you'll notice a lot of group things. Shamans, generally we work just with our clients and ourselves through spirit guides. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think too, it's important, you guys can't see this, but she's in like a white power blazer, you know, blowout. Like it's just, it's, it is the complete opposite of what I think people might have as the visual of what a shaman is in their head. So when you talk about spiritual data and getting this spiritual x-ray and then being able to make that applicable to day-to-day life and even their careers, can you expand on that? Like what's maybe an example of something that has been found with a client after a reading that they were, that they were then able to use and actually make tangible? Well, as someone who in corporate outsourcing of all things for decades. You know, I can tell you that the the corporate landscape, it has, it has, you know, goblins and specters and all kinds of potential pitfalls. Remember Candyland when you could go to like the muck and the bad areas that, that is real, that exists because not everybody is in their most self-aware integrated state in corporate, particularly let's say like outsourcing or corporate real estate. Um, I have a lot of clients who work in pharma, and they seem to have particularly uh, toxic managers. And that's something that inevitably comes up in a reading. Like, oh, guess what? You're not being paranoid. This person really is kind of coming for you, and they don't like you, 
and they're bringing their pathology to work. Like whatever happened to them as a kid, it's still rattling around in their soul parts. It's a shamanic way of referring to your energy body. And they're, they're taking it out on you. And so number one, you'll instantly see just a watershed of emotion because it's such a relief for a client to be mm-hmm. affirmed. Totally. That that's real, you know, because women in particular, we've kind of been trained to like mitigate our own stuff and go, no, I'm just, I'm getting triggered or maybe I'm making more of it than it is. We deescalate internally a lot. So a tarot reading gives people permission to be like, no, objectively, this is bad. And the other piece of it too, is we can get into solutions with that. So if they have another job opportunity coming up, we can see how that might work out, what to keep an eye out for, how to put yourself out there, like tangible things. And then the other piece of it, why I got into flower essences is usually uh, I'll tell people to start taking a flower essence called pink yarrow. And the first thing that does is it separates your energy body from their energy body. And one of those clients who works in big pharma, I got an email from her and the subject line was where the F has been all my life in all caps, like Kanye right. West wrote it, you know, with a bunch of punctuation. And then I was like, what is this? So I opened it She goes, and it was just a picture of the pink yarrow. And she said, this works. Like this is saving my bacon with wow. this woman. And she was able to get through an interview process at an outside firm and get out. Um, but, you know, those are harrowing experiences. Yeah. They're really traumatic. And, and- and we're taught to not see them. Well, as we're taught to, right, and we're taught to just take what we can get, be likable, don't be a pain yeah. in the ass, just go along to get along. I I actually kind of love this. We were also chatting before we we started recording this episode about this kind of like toolbox of all these other assets that we have, and I think it's important to kind of go through some of those because I feel like so many women and so many clients and i know in my you know past life in corporate sales i was just trying to be one of the guys i was trying to be accepted i was trying to do everything they were doing to be successful and to climb the ladder and get noticed and be valued and the thing is is that it didn't really happen that way sometimes when you're inauthentic about who you are or what your values are people can feel that and i think that the better play is to really kind of lean in to things that feel good, which is our guidance system, right? Telling us like, actually, you don't want to be that. Actually, you should stand up in this moment and authentically be yourself. But you're saying, you know, which is what I've believed for a long time too. We have this whole spiritual board of advisors. There's this whole other realm of energy that we can tap into for help in these situations. So can you talk a little bit about who some of those, I kind of just lump them together as guides, but who some of this non-physical energy is that can help guide us here. Yeah. And it's also part of just our untapped bandwidth. I think the way modern society is structured, we have too many, for want of a better metaphor, like browser windows open in the biocomputer, like our body, our mind, the hardware, the software, it's a Mm biocomputer, right? And so one one of the big pieces of all of this is when we're when we're operating at full bandwidth, we're taking advantage of inherent abilities that we have that everybody else shuts off because they think they have to do that. That's a very yang way. You shut off intuition, shut off feelings. You get it in Excel. You, you know, you talk to an MBA about it. You make it super linear and you phase it out with stage gates. That's not how life works. That's not how intuition works. That's not how abundance right. works. And so maybe what was observed is like what one of the guys did, by the way, I don't know that they're enjoying things. It doesn't seem that sustainable for them anymore either. So the transformative move is to go, okay, I'm a whole human being. 
I've got intuition. I have ancestors. And in my personal opinion, but I, I really don't make clients, quote, believe anything. I have clients that are atheists. So they just think of these things as archetypes, right? And I'm like, it's cool. That's fine. But for me, I do. I think I, I roll deep with a big team. And, you know, one of my guides who's kind of, he's a bit much, he's a little firm. It's uh, Archangel Gabriel. He tells me my tax return every year to the decimal point. He's never. And so how do you get that information? You just, it, is that part of your mediumship though? Um, I do a shamanic journey meditation. It could be, you know, I, I don't really bother with like, is it mediumship? Is it channeling? Is it a tarot reading? When you start really living in this, it just is constant. And it's generally pretty spontaneous. Like last night on the couch, I started to relax and I got a huge download and I was like, okay. And the more you practice, the easier it is to go. That's this guy. This is what they're saying to me. This is their language. And you learn their attributes. Um, so Gabriel's quite verbal and specific. However, other guides, you'll get impressions of images. You'll get feelings, sensations. So they're all different. Um, and here's what I'll say is they've never been wrong when I've interacted with them and they've assured me of something. I've been in situations where I was at a company and we were going to go IPO, which is going public. Everybody was trying to get everybody fired so they could absorb their shares. You know, fewer people, more shares right. per person. And so I checked in, did a shamanic journey and gave, it was Gabriel. And he said, not only do you not get fired, you get promoted. And so I just released control and I stopped stressing about it. Everybody was running around like a chicken with their head cut off and it happened. Now, there was another time where he said, get ready, it's time to transition, right? So it's not always good news, but it's accurate. And I think we need our, our linear rational mind to filter things and edit reality so we can function, so we can do things like balance a checkbook and function in material reality. But I think over-reliance on that results in a, a clinging to fear and negativity bias and worst possible outcome. And when you go to the spiritual or, or intuitive or spirit guide side, you get a bigger data set and it's less emotional. It's less fear-based. It's just sort of there for all of us. So let's talk about how somebody who is listening right now can go to that spiritual guide and access them. You yeah. do a shamanic journey, but you did reference that you can get the messages to come through, be more confident in their clarity, the more yeah. you practice. So what would like a beginner's yes, practice? It's, it's like, so a what would a beginner's practice look like? Um, I always, always recommend, because I get asked this a lot by clients, I always recommend tarot mm, cards. Love. They are the ultimate hack for this stuff. They, the architecture of them and the Jungian sort of archetypal symbolism of them, all of it works. It works. And so, you know, because I, I just self-published a tarot deck and people have been emailing me, like, how do I use it? And we do have instructions in a little booklet, but I always tell them, pull a card in the morning before you do anything else. Like make that a little bit of a morning meditation, right? You're having a cup of coffee, pull a card. Don't look at it again. Live your day, go to work, take kids to school or practice or whatever, come back home. After dinner, take a look at that card and look up what it means and see how it manifested in your day. And that way you're starting to build a, your own language with the cards and your own yeah. intuition. And over time, like let's say you pull that card again. Let's say it was like the Ace of Crystals from my deck. You understand every day you pull that, you get a phone call with an offer of employment or some kind of material offer. So that's an auspicious card for you. And then you, you, you might even over time be able to tune in, okay, what's the feeling when I pull that card? And can I access that feeling without yeah. pulling the card? You know, when we take the training wheels right. off the bike, 
yeah. eventually. My coaching program right now, though, everybody was able to like immediately get into spirit stuff, like week one. So even just setting the intention, we hadn't done yeah. the work yet, except for an assessment. They're having dreams. They're like, is this a guide? Who's showing up? So some of it too is just saying, you know what, I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to commit to this. And then the guides you know, right. build it and they will come. I'm a big believer in asking for signs too. And signs that your rational brain that are yeah. so obscure that your rational brain cannot go yes. in and try to nullify it and say, you know what, that's just coincidence, right? Ask for something really specific and um, and then really look for it. I think that's the biggest piece too, is like, it's not going to knock you over the head. You have to be awake. You have to be paying attention. You have to want to see it. You have to want to get these messages. I love an Oracle deck. I started with tarot years ago. I feel like it is, it's, uh, it's like spiritual entertainment. It's like, it is like a hack. I feel, you know, I like to sit on my floor and when the sun's coming in, you know, I sit in the same place every time I lay them out and I shuffle them really quickly. And I look for jumpers. And I say that when I sit down and that's just a card that kind of flies out. And I say, you know, I'm going to shuffle for one minute and I set my phone and I say any, any and all jumpers that come out. And if none come out, then I'm not supposed to hear anything today. You know, I will take as from you. And I mean, sure shit, every time I get at least one, usually three, like a three card pull. And they're pretty on point, whether or not it's information I want to hear or not. But it, it right. does. I feel like it sends a signal that I'm open to receiving help right? There is free will involved here. But at the same time, I think, you know, there are that there is that dead grandma who wants to help you, right? She's just sitting up there dying to help you, but you have to ask, you have to be open to it. And also the more you take those points of guidance into Mm -hmm. action, like the more you, you walk the walk instead of just talking the talk, the more they work with you. I always say to people, it's, it's just like any other business transaction or relationship. If they're constantly giving you resources and you're not doing anything with them, why would they continue to do that until you're ready to like receive it and do something with it? Yeah, they like the interplay. You know, it's it's really not meant to be a full service concierge kind of thing with your spirit guides. Right. And I think, you know, you kind of touched on this before about looking at the card and then living your life. I think it can be a slippery slope too from like not making a move without consulting a deck or the Akashic records or, you know, checking with your medium or whatever. I think that you do have to like know that you're the creator of your life. There are these wonderful like resources. I feel like the support system to you, um, but you shouldn't rely on that. Right. Absolutely. And my favorite clients to work with, it's not just that they listen to me, you know, that's really, it's not an ego driven thing. It's more that when I give them what I view as their data, from their guides, they go out there and they do stuff with that. And then I'll get a message. It's like, Hey, guess what? X, Y, and Z. And you were right. And this is working out and this is great. And I always correct them. I say, I wasn't right. You know, it was what was in the cards kind of a thing just to make sure. And I've always found that when they come back, everything's so much more dynamically different than last time too, because they're moving into it and through it and doing all this work and harnessing it and and interacting with it versus someone who comes in and is maybe told some things and then it's in one ear out the other next time they come in for reading it's probably going to be a lot of the same stuff yes so what if i'm sure that you've had this before where you're doing consults and you do have to give some i don't want to say it like a message that 
the client doesn't want to hear. How do you usually handle that? <laughs> um, well, I always seek at the beginning of a session, I'm, I'm really transparent and I run through the same kind of bullet points every time. Like, this is how I work. This is, you know, you can interact, you can ask questions, yada, yada, right? Like level setting expectations, one of those things you learn in corporate. Like these are our KPIs. Are we cool with this? Yes. Right. Okay. And then also I say, you know, I am obligated ethically to tell you what I see. But if something's challenging, we're going to get in the solution. Like I'm going to be constructive about it. So there's no such thing as just it's the end and it's doom. It's yeah. buckle up, get ready. Here's the tarot card, the tower card, right? Things there might be a reorg at work. The very nature of that card is it's a gut punch. It's a lightning bolt. It's shocking. So we're not given much more data yeah. because part of its value is in the surprise of it. And just get them ready and say, but these are things you can do to mitigate that. And simple things, you know, um, I really think spirituality needs to be sustainable. There's a lot of practitioners out there where it's kind of like the keto carnivore version of spirituality where you live your whole goddamn life around it. It's crazy. No one who's busy is doing that. I don't even do that. And this is what I do for a living, right? right? So things like taking a salt bath, how and why that works, that's cheap, that's easy, it's multi-purpose. And by the way, it's very, very effective. Sometimes the simple, basic things are really the way to go. It's one of the other reasons I like flower essences. You put a few drops in a bottle of water, you're supporting yourself in the ways, the directions in which you want to move throughout your day, drinking it. And it's not ongoing psychotherapy, right? Like you're not neurotic. You're living, but you're moving in the general direction of where you want to go. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about flower essence, because it's not something that I was familiar with. And I thought I I was pretty hip to the game, like knew everything, not everything, but was familiar, had at least heard of it. But flower essence, I, w- I have not. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what that is and what the potential, I guess, can be when used? Well, this is one of those things like crystals that when I first got into this stuff, I thought was nonsense. I really was like, this is all placebo effects. Yeah. You know, the human mind is so powerful. It's like whatever. And someone gave me a, a really baseline flower essence as a gift. And it was called Bach Rescue Remedy. It was a blend of different tree essences. And I started taking it by about day five when I went outside in Chicago, all the leaves looked like they were lit from the inside. Like I noticed wow. an actual visual shift with plants with trees and then I go I am kind of feeling better right like so then I did an experiment and I stopped taking it for two weeks and all of the benefits faded towards the end of that two weeks wow. so I, I with all of this stuff I do I run my own little they're not formal double blind but my own experiments to see do these things work so since then and the reason I'm making my own is mainly so I can get high on my own supply I right so much money. it's <laughs> hilarious but I, I started ordering from all these different places. And now we have the flower essence garden and I make them. And basically it's a tincture. So there's a bit of alcohol and then a little bit of water, right? And it's, you strain out the flowers. It's the essence of the flower. And what I've learned is it's really the energy of that precise flower and its medicine, like echinacea, valerian, all these things that have medicinal herbal applications, plus the solar energy and all the energy of the pollinators like watching them outside and then noticing which ones are covered in bees. And those are the ones that activate energy. And I'm like, that's very interesting. Like you're watching it in nature. And I, I, cause I'm always the last to know about my own stuff. I had a bunch of people beta test the first run of the flower essences last year, not thinking that I could beta test them. That was new to me. Right. And then over the winter I took a break. I said, why don't I start taking some of these and see, I took newly minted 
for two days. And that's the one I make for abundance. Day two, all of my corporate clients for whom I consult or do writing reached out and they're like, hey, can we pay you in advance at the end of the year so we don't lose our freelance budget? Sure like, can. Yeah, you can give me money. <laughs> sure can. And I, I actually called my husband. I said, I think I did accidental witchcraft. Like this is a little much. This isn't like supporting my energy body. It's actually manifesting it. So I don't wow. take it anymore when I'm already busy. I don't take newly mintics. I'm like, I can't take on new projects. Yeah. So I'm going to just chill on that. So let me ask you this. For people who don't consume alcohol, is, is there enough alcohol? I mean, I assume it's trace amounts. Oh, no. It's trace, 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 safe okay. for pregnant women without question trace. So the reason there's just a tiny bit of it as a residual left in there is it um, otherwise the plant matter mm-hmm. might rot a right. bit. Decompose. So what you're trying to do is just keep that stable so that it doesn't start smelling funny. Yeah. So newbies can get what, what flower essences would you recommend? So obviously like the totem deck, the tarot deck. Um, yeah, that's just fun. Well, I don't know why people don't do that shit. I'm like, you guys, it's not scary. Whether or not, yeah, like, go ahead and be a skeptic and whatever. If you don't, if if you don't believe in it, then what's the harm? Right? Like, well, and by the way, Carl Jung loved tarot, because yes. he thought it communicated with our subconscious mind. And he was an atheist. And he's the father of basically Jungian psychology, exactly psychology, as we know it. So yeah, it's not a one trick pony. It's yeah. not. And you don't have to be silly or believe yeah. in magical thinking to use it or have fun with it. I think it's great for kids too. I've got like a, I've got the spirit animal Oracle deck and I gave it to my daughter for her seventh birthday and it was great. And now the kids pull an animal um, each morning and we kind of decide like, oh, does this feel right? Like the other morning, Vivi was a bear and she literally was like having the shittiest morning ever. And she she saw that and she's like, yep, that's right. You know, and we're like, okay, we can, really we can have a bear day or we can, but they, I think that it's great to like get kids minds open. Like if you're a skeptic yeah. and you think it's bullshit, whatever. But I think yeah. that I don't hide my witchy shit from my kids. They know that when they leave, I sage the house and they know all of this kind of stuff and mommy's meditating or doing tarot. I think it's really good to kind of like do these things loud and proud because it lets yes. other people tap into theirs. Because if we continue to judge people who are divinely connected or feel more spiritually driven, not religious, spiritually driven, then yeah. I think that we're just really limiting the possibilities of having a 360 life. Totally. Yeah. And it, it's given me so much that's pragmatic yeah. that I'd really be missing out. I'd be leaving like 90% of what I, what I can bring on the table. And and that bothers me. That would bother me in business, just like it would bother me in spirit. In terms of other flower essences, one of my absolute favorites is pink yarrow. So I'm making this year red yarrow here in Texas, because that's the one that grows here. And I'm calling it self-defense. So any of the yarrows protect your energy body from other people's energy. So they're just a good one to have because you're having like your daughter, maybe a bad day, bad morning, or people who are in in a very people intensive job, nurses, hairdressers, massage therapists, you're touching, you're mingling chi and energy. It helps you know what feelings are yours and what feelings are others. Mm. I actually think it's particularly useful with social media where, you know, it's all about the latest thing. And it it really is a new adult peer pressure that's omnipresent and permeates everything, right? Pink yarrow is like, these are my thoughts. This is real life versus maybe what you're even getting through your device now too. Yeah. 
I think it, I, I love that. And I'm definitely going to get on this, uh, bus, the flower essence bus, but I have a sage spray too, that I just, I spray over my bed at night before I go to bed and I say, please disconnect any energies that are not mine or, you know, like release me of those. And then also cut any energetic cords to anybody else who might be draining my energy. Right. Like mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you're a coach, you get real deep with people and you do take it's on their intimate. energy. Absolutely. And they take on yours. And I think it's really good to kind of break those connections every night, especially before you go to sleep. I was having some wicked nightmares and I was like, I don't know what this is coming from. And I think everybody probably had some shitty dreams over the last couple of years with what we've been through, but it was to the point where it was like, I've never had this awful of like night terrors and doing that prayer and saging just with sage spray. And it smells amazing. Every night I did feel like it cut some cords and I was able to sleep incredibly after that. Funny, um, the sage, I'm making a sage essence out of, we planted like 20 different kinds of sage because they love Texas apparently. So nice. all the different kinds, different colors. Need flowers, lots of sage there. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm calling it holy water <laughs> because nice. it, for the reason you just stated, which is even just spraying it in a room, which I'm going to make a hydrosol in addition to the oral tincture yeah. of that one for the precise reason you just listed, which is primarily so I can spray it around the house. Absolutely. And the funny thing about sage is ancient people understood it's antimicrobial. Mm. You know, it really has all these other benefits. So even if you're not full woo, guess what? Sage is a good thing to spray on your bed before bed. It prevents transmission of disease. That's great. Totally. I mean, I don't know. I, the smoke, sometimes the sage smoke can be a little much. Um, but I lot. think the spray, I spray it in my office every day. I think it's really great if you're having lots of Zooms, um, yes. particularly ones with some dynamic, some mostly male um, energies. I think it's really great, great yeah. to sage before you start the day, maybe sage after if you had a shitty meeting, something didn't really go your well, way. I lit some incense right before our chat. I always have incense going for any like coaching session, any client session, even if they're not in the room and we're on Zoom. I do it. it, it um, I have this really great, what, what flower is that? Chrysanthemum uh, incense from Japan. It's a nice light smell. It's not Nagashampa. It's not yoga studio smelling. Yeah. And it just puts me in a nice mood too. You know, you don't want to be coming in hot, a little salty for no reason. Aromatherapy really helps with that. I love it. This is, you know, I've loved this conversation Everybody listening, this is really just about building out your toolbox of support. It doesn't have to be nights out drinking wine with girlfriends, even though sometimes that's, you know, just what the doctor ordered. But I think it's really a new evolution of self-care. It's spiritual self-care. It's energetic care. And I'm so happy that we could have Rachel on the call today to really break it all down. And I think that you have so much to offer and she's got a lot of amazing content on her website. Um, Rachel, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about you, your services and your products? Well, thank you. And by the way, I, I mean this sincerely. I, no one's ever accused me of false compliments. Same, same to you, by the way. Thank you, thank you for having me. Um, best way to reach me is totemreadings.com. So that's T-O-T-E-M readings.com. I'm also on Instagram at totemrach. And I'm doing Tuesday night Insta Lives. I actually should bother you to do one. Of those. I would we'll love to. Are you kidding me? 20 minute chats. Yeah. My clients ask great questions. And we talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk to chiropractors, trauma therapists, all kinds of stuff. Love. Um, so those are, those are the best ways. All right. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, everybody. You. you guys check her out. Get her tarot deck. I know I'm buying it the second we get off this session. I've already got three, but you know, if lucky number four, I think it's hers is going to be a different spin on it. And try out the flower essences. Um, those are great tips. So thanks so much for being with us today, Rachel. Thank you.